Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Thursday, January 13th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Administrators, librarians, and other teachers throughout the region are having to cover classes because so many staff members are out sick. But schools have been reluctant to go back to virtual learning. To shift back to a a virtual environment would be detrimental to some of our students that did not flourish in that. It's also, you know, from our pediatrician and infectious disease folks, not the best place for kids. Missouri also has a statute that puts a limit on virtual instruction. Going over that limit could lead to issues for districts at the end of the academic year. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke has more on how some area schools are resisting a return to a virtual environment as they deal with staffing shortages during a pandemic. In the Metro East, multiple districts returned to virtual learning after winter break because so many staff were out sick. But so far, only a few St. Louis area schools have done the same. Last year, Missouri had exempted its 36-hour limit for virtual learning, but this year that limit is back in place. Philip Pusateri is an associate superintendent in the Normandy Schools Collaborative, where a few schools have had to go remote recently. We look at some other states where they have the freedom to pivot to remote without these restrictions. And uh, I got to say, I think it would be a lot better for our staff and our students if we had that freedom. If schools go over that 36-hour limit, they could have to cancel class or even make up days at the end of the school year. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois public health officials say hospitals throughout the state are coping with a record number of COVID-19 patients. The state's public health director, Dr. Ngaze Izike, says more than 7,100 residents are hospitalized with the disease. The previous high was 6,200. We have never had this many COVID patients in the hospital at any point in the pandemic, not uh, in spring of 2020, not in the winter uh, of 2020. Azike also says there is no evidence that the ongoing surge is easing. She says the available vaccines have been very effective at keeping people with COVID out of Illinois hospitals. Less than one-tenth of one percent of patients are vaccinated. On to Jefferson City, where members of a Missouri House committee have advanced one possible congressional redistricting map. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, it faces possible changes on the House floor. By a vote of 8-3, to three, with all dissenting votes coming from Democrats, a map that draws six Republican and two Democratic congressional districts received approval from the committee. The committee also adopted an emergency clause for the map so it could go into effect immediately after the governor approves it. However, two amendments, both proposed by Democrats, received resistance from the committee and were ultimately withdrawn. They are likely to be brought up on the House floor. Democratic Representative Lakeisha Bosley said everything is on the table concerning her efforts to strengthen the first district, which is protected under the Voting Rights Act. Right now, we only have a few in the country, but this is the only one in Missouri. So I'm going to work with any and everybody who will listen. The map will likely be debated on the House floor on Tuesday. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri Republicans are trying to raise the bar for amending the state constitution. A House committee is considering a proposal to require support from at least two-thirds of voters to amend the constitution. The current threshold is a majority of voters. Republicans have been trying to make the initiative petition process more difficult following the recent passage of several Democratic-backed policies, including Medicaid expansion. 
This proposal would also require signatures from 10% of voters in all eight congressional districts to put an issue on the ballot. The current standard is 8% from six districts. More than 20 St. Louis area nonprofits, religious organizations, and business leaders are working to bring more Afghan refugees to the region. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports a new initiative will pay for a full year of housing. It will also help refugees find jobs and provide community benefits, including soccer fields and a community center. The initiative is spearheaded and funded by local businessman and lawyer Jerry Schlichter, who says local donors have committed more than a million to the project. Schlichter hopes other business leaders donate to the project. He says St. Louis has a chance to create a thriving immigrant community similar to that of Bosnian refugees who arrived a generation ago. Schnook's supermarket president, Todd Schnook, says the city needs to make itself attractive to immigrants. Our population as a region has been stagnant. We have an opportunity to reverse this trend, but we have to act now or we'll fall behind other cities in population and opportunity. Local advocates expect the number of Afghan refugees in the city will soon double in size to more than 1,500 people. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Here are some of the stories we are following in the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. Missouri officials have issued a new operating permit to the state's largest coal-fired power plant. It's in Franklin County. This comes as residents and advocates say the state is not doing enough to regulate Ameren's Labadee Energy Center. The efforts to find leaders for the two biggest police departments in the area, St. Louis and St. Louis County, appear stalled. Some unions and others are raising concerns about the lack of transparency in the process. And a pretty cool thing planned for today on St. Louis on the Air. The team will dive into the East St. Louis music scene that helped shape Ike and Tina Turner. An associate professor in New York University's Department of Music will discuss her research into the early days of the legendary music duo. The two were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1991. Tina Turner went in this year as a solo performer. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.